Welcome to Hustlers Healthy Hacks. I'm Madeline Carafa, creator and host of the Healthy Hustlers. And I'm Tegan Martin, former Miss Universe Australia and presenter. Every Tuesday, we will be bringing you raw and honest conversations that we hope will empower you to live a healthier, happier life. If you enjoy our conversations, we'd love you to follow our adventures on Instagram. You can find Tegan at Tegan.Martin and myself, Madeline, at The Healthy Hustlers. Now let's dive into this week's conversation. This episode of The Healthy Hustlers is proudly brought to you by Donada Sugar-Free Ice Cream. Zero added sugar and zero compromises on deliciousness. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hustlers Healthy Hacks. We are actually in person today, which is very exciting. (laughs) Which means the episodes are going to be way better. We hope. (laughs) Even though they're already good. (laughs) Teagues, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thanks, Mads. It's so nice to be back next to you, drawing on each other's actual energy. (laughs) I know, isn't it? And I think um, this will be an exciting one after last week's because we didn't actually do that in person, but there was so much energy in that episode. Oh, my God, we didn't. Yeah. We've been doing this course and we just... Just, we're really in the work at the moment, aren't we? We absolutely are and we're loving it. So yeah. we're excited to keep sharing little bits and pieces with you guys. Yep. So whatever we're learning is kind of being flicked straight to you guys off the back of us learning it. So I hope we're not prematurely sharing it, but it's golden nuggets. So happy Ab- to share. Absolutely. You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like we're both in this like massive self-development and growth stage at 2020. Like we've both get- been getting these real cravings to just like learn and read and develop more, which is really exciting. It's funny because we were both really in a business saving like money mindset kind of mood last year and we're now really in the same place with this self-development stuff. Like we've always been people that want to learn new things and develop, but yeah, we're really far in it at the moment. Yeah, I'm loving it. It's so good. It's so nice to be learning. And also to be able to share new information and stories of our past and, and, you know, just new things with you guys. We, We know that, you know, a lot of the common threads in our episodes will keep reappearing, which is good because you can continually be reminded of similar things, but we are on a path of really wanting to share new uh, wisdom that we ha- are learning in the present. So yeah, cool. so we hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, but I guess diving into today's conversation, it's a bit of a follow on from last week. So hopefully you have all listened to last week's episode, um, which was a goodie. <laughs> it was um, all about energy and attracting, manifesting surface level, I think. Yes. Which is something I didn't realize until I watched The Secret and did Holly's next week. I was like, wow, this. This stuff can go really deep. Really deep. So, And we're on that journey. So we're bringing it to you guys, yeah. I guess, live each week as we're learning it. I love when people that I look up to share that they're on the journey with me. Yes. It's so nice. It's comforting, I Absolutely. Think. It just makes me feel that like I'm more on their level and yeah. that we can be in it together. And when you first learn something, you are so inspired by it. So I think that's coming out in our conversations at the moment. Yeah, definitely. But I would love to know if you guys are enjoying these last few episodes or if this is a little bit like far-fetched and woohoo for you. Yeah. It's always good knowing if you're enjoying the conversations. Absolutely. But today we really want to talk about the power of words because I'm sure you all know by now and especially if you've listened to last week's episode that our thoughts really do impact what we manifest into our lives. So negative thoughts attract negative outcomes while positive ones allow us to operate at a much higher frequency which then in turn allows us to attract in positive things into our life. However, 
we actually often forget to focus on the power that lies in our words. There is so much power in these little things and we just don't give it the credit it deserves sometimes. So our words are the things that actually create our inner thoughts and our feelings towards each other, our life and ourselves ultimately. So today we want to dive into that a little bit more and really talk about the power of the words and also how you can use them to really harness the life that you want to be living. Ooh, so juicy. And when we talk about this, we want you to realize that we're learning information from the biggest entrepreneurs, thought leaders, people that are really, really in the spiritual world, but also people that are really heavily in the business world. This is stuff that is a part of very successful people's lives. So it's not all woo-woo. Absolutely. There's science behind it. We, mm-hmm. we need to keep reiterating that. This is not woo-woo stuff. This is a combination of however far you want to take it. Yeah. Takes <laughs> needs the science. I'm all for the woo-woo. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. We balance each other out. I've always been a realist who needs the facts. And I had a conversation with my manager this morning where she said the same thing. I had no idea she was into this stuff because she's an absolute boss babe hustler that just seems to be really, really focused on the outcome of our income and and marketing and all these things. And I was like, oh my God, of course she does these things. She's a boss babe. So once we like, let's preface the episode with successful people use these tools. Absolutely. Words are everything for successful people. Yes, definitely. A quote I loved actually from Goop, which Goop is owned by Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I had to shorten it. <laughs> yeah. um, so obviously that shows, you know, she is incredibly successful. And this was a quote or a takeout on an article I read on her website and said, words have power. Their meaning crystallizes perceptions that shape our beliefs, drive our behavior and ultimately create our world. I love that. Every person in the public eye, in the limelight, you know, any successful artist or author or anyone that I'm looking at right now says the same thing. Being able to control words is the power to controlling your Mm -hmm. life. Someone once actually said to me, your words cast a spell every time you speak. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so intense. And I actually came across it in another article when prepping for this episode why not cast a spell of blessing or faith or confidence? You know, why not cast a magic aura rather than, you know, casting something that is only going to make life harder for us? 100%. And I think the more that we say negative words about ourselves, one, we believe them, like they become our thoughts Mm -hmm. and our inner belief about ourselves, but also the people you're saying them to believe them as well about you. So you're actually creating this image or these thoughts about yourself in other people's minds. Absolutely. Like, would it cut you deep if you found out that someone had created a habit or a thought about themselves that you had been a part of that was a negative belief? 100%. It's probably not going to happen from someone that you're around once a month, but the people that you're around regularly, you can really create someone's self-belief or negative belief about themselves by the words that you Mm -hmm. speak. 100%. And a funny example, I shouldn't say funny, but (laughs) 
Be really careful of your words, Maddie. <laughs> absolutely. It's not funny. But it was absolutely at the start intended to be funny. But I remember when I first started working from home and, you know, Ryan's a tradie, so he's out and about <laughs> all day long. And I was working from home and he used to come home and see me with, you know, my computer set up and blah, blah, blah. And most of the time I was still in my pajamas. And he used to make this joke of like, oh, how was your day? Do, 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 do. And he was oh my like, God, yeah, I had this doing today. like a keyboard, like typing. And he used to always say this: the Homer Simpson on the on the Simpsons, Homer Simpson used to press like the Alt and Delete button or something. It's like <laughs> Alt. Anyway, so he used to like mimic me being like Homer Simpson, being like do 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 do. <laughs> and like at the start, I used to laugh about it so much. But over time, I ended up saying to him, "I'm like, babe, I know that you do not mean." anything by that at all. And it's just a personal joke between us. But actually making me start thinking that like you think that all I do is just sit here and don't get much shit done. Oh, I'm feeling all of this like in my core. And it literally I've had was two something. boyfriends do this, long-term boyfriends. And <laughs> it is so hard because there are days like that, right? And there are days like that when they're on the tools. I don't give a sh- what anyone says, you are not at work every day with your tools going hammer and tong. There are days that you have lazy days, but when they start saying to you, they come home and they're like, how's your day been, babe? Flat out. And you're like, oh, I actually wasn't flat out today. I actually kind of bludged today. Oh crap. And then you start thinking to yourself, they're right. And then you start manifesting that. And then you start noticing that you do become lazier and lazier. It's so harmful To our partners. 100%. And that's like you need to, when you start feeling that or you know that something's having that negative connotation on you, you have to like just nip it in the butt straight away and just say, you know, that actually isn't having a positive act because you start to believe it. You know, some days I would actually be like, oh, yeah, is that all I've done? Have I actually achieved anything? She pictures Homer Simpson's (laughs) floating head on hers. (laughs) But seriously, like they're just real life examples of how those simple, playful things can actually become our inner thoughts about ourselves. And you can start to think that someone else has that thought about you. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Luke used to do this to me and I don't care. I'm going to be honest and open. He won't care. He used to do this to me. And since he's been working at home... He stopped and I didn't even really have to say anything to him because he realised that just because he used to put a suit on and go into the city every week does not mean that he works any harder than me. And I was like, thank God it took you this to realise that just because I have my pyjama bottoms on doesn't mean that I'm actually not working more than you. Like I work probably more hours because I'm at home and I don't have to commute and I'm at my computer longer than if I was doing the commute and getting dressed and brushing my teeth. Mm -hmm. I do brush my teeth jokes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this episode is really like getting me energized. Yeah, well, I just think there's so there's so many things in our everyday life, experiences with other people, conversations with other people, things we say about ourselves, just like without even knowing it. Like another prime example is when someone gives you a compliment and you don't accept it. Mm. Instead, you'll be like, "Oh no, I'm just like I'm so tired," or this old shirt, or like that's actually making you feel more negative about yourself instead of wholeheartedly just accepting that compliment. It's also then making the person that gave you the compliment start to look at your top like rags rather than what they thought it was it it might be from salvos or saint vinnie's it might be vintage but take the compliment yep absolutely because they'll start seeing that as a prized possession rather than something you got from vinnie's yes totally can i just give one on clumsiness and lazy yes well clumsiness more so because i am lanky and i don't have the best perception of how long my limbs are and i'm constantly knocking things over like all my friends make jokes out of it 
it's like Tegan. Like Tegan's here. Like my f- parents used to call me the hurricane because I just like I just don't realize how far things are, oh are away from me. One of my closest girlfriends has exactly the same problem. It's so <laughs> She's hard so though when like people like continually say it. You're like, yeah, I know I'm lanky and and clumsy, but. The more you say it, the more it happens. Like, just let me be. I'm not hurting anyone. It's not a really bad trait to have. Like, it can really start to hurt. Definitely, 100%. And that's the thing. These things do become hurtful over time. Yes, they might start out as a playful, harmful little joke between you. But, like, over time, they actually wear you down and down and down. And all of a sudden, you actually truly start to believe it. Or you start to question, is that what everyone thinks about you? And that's a really harmful little tunnel to get in Mm. as well, is really being like, oh, does everyone think that about me? Is that a common perception of of me as a person and you know that's when that little inner critic can start just like working overtime as well Mm. because you start to get you know it knocks your confidence and you question yourself in social situations it's just like this spinning wheel that's like never ever ending you question that if other people are saying that about you to other people totally you you actually said something just then about it's usually it's often a joke I think we should touch on that because humor and jokes can be quite powerful and harmful if you don't use them correctly and you're not careful about what kind of people you say them around. I'm the token larrikin of my group. So I've constantly taken on the jokes about Tegan being messy, clumsy, you know, whatever. And people genuinely just thought, oh, she can take it. She dishes it back. She laughs. She She's fine. Mm. But you just, yeah, you've just got to be careful about who you it do. is because you don't you don't always have the right perception of how someone's handling it on the inside. And I think that's something that, you know, I'll always say is my mum used to say this to me actually and I say it to Ryan all the time now, like if something's said and it's not the most positive thing or it's a little, it could be a little bit hurtful, mm. I'll always say that's not very funny and it's like, oh, come on, lighten up, it's just a joke. And I just say, well, jokes are meant to be funny and for me that that wasn't very funny at all. Mm. And it is just that like simple reminder of like, no, watch what comes out of your mouth Mm. before because exactly what you said, you don't actually know how that person is feeling in that moment or their own little insecurities Mm. about themselves and how that can trigger. It can be such a triggering. We We don't rock up to our, you know, coffee date with our girlfriends and start sharing what our insecurities are. Totally, you know, never, never. Like I don't even know if my friends know what my insecurities are. Maybe you, because we go real deep. <laughs> but like, I don't think my best friends pro- like even really know what mine 100%. are. We talk about the problems in our lives. We talk about the hardships and mm. what's really hurting us. We don't really talk about our insecurities. Totally. And I think sometimes we can even mask our insecurities as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like we can do such a good job at coming across as something that it totally doesn't bother you. Overcompensating. Or, yeah. And so people are like, oh, she would never be insecure about that when you're actually working so hard to like override that feeling of being really insecure about it. We'll be right back after this healthy break. Once upon a time, I quit eating ice cream because of the unnecessary sugar I was consuming. Then I got introduced to Donata Co and my life changed forever. Donata Co is a sugar-free ice cream range that is made right here in Australia by three Perth girls, containing no added sugars, all natural ingredients, nothing artificial, and approximately half the calories of a serving of traditional ice cream. It is no wonder why I'm completely hooked. 
Praised for having minimal and cleaner ingredients, Donatico are changing the way we consume dessert. With no compromises on taste or texture, Donatico ice cream is so creamy and delicious, it's hard to believe it's sugar-free. Donata sugar-free ice cream is available in 1,300 stores around Australia, including Coles and IGA. Head to donataco.com to find your local stockist or simply click the link in the show notes. So all well and good, we know that words can be powerful. We know that every time you speak, you cast a spell. How do we change the way we are with our words? So I think one of the main things that we really need to avoid is those like negative powerless words. Mm. So something that came up in Holly's course was words around like can't and won't and shouldn't. Like all of those words have a negative connotation to it. It's like already telling yourself. This is a big thing, I guess, for me. And I know I reference this a lot, but it was such a huge thing for me around words and mindset was birth. Like I can't do that. I can't give birth Mm. or, you know, even you're putting that fear into your mind instead of just constantly reinforcing, I can do this. I'm born to do this. Like, you know, Mm. no matter what it is in your life, what you're going through, that's obviously just my most recent example of really changing that pattern into a more positive thought pattern. Mm. Um, But yeah, those words... They're powerless. Like, don't use them. Don't tell yourself you can't do something. I just think that we need to, like, completely cut them from our vocabulary when we're talking about ourselves. It's easy to define the words like no, not, doesn't, never, can't or quit. But there's something that Holly mentioned about not using words and affirmations in the future, which kind of confused me, but I'm starting to get my head around now. So not saying I will quit smoking or I will start going to the gym five days a week, but actually saying that you are doing it now. And apparently this is the most powerful way of speaking words to attract and manifest things into your life is actually saying that you're doing them now. What experience have you had with that, Mads? Yeah, well, I guess because using those negative words, it's almost like derailing the power that you have, that we all have for manifesting the things that you actually want to attract into your life. But what's it's almost the, like, like putting how, a block on it. How do you see it? the whole will thing? Like what? why can't we say I will quit smoking or I will go – because Start I think it's almost like putting a time – well, I look at it as it's almost putting a time frame on something. Like mm. when – it's like that saying around like tomorrow never comes. So it's almost like I – that's how I associate it. Mm. I don't know if that's how everyone does. But for me, it's like I will, like tomorrow never comes. So will true. you ever do it? Instead of saying – I am like, Mm. I am getting up in the morning and going for a run. I am getting up tomorrow and feeling good. That's been a big thing for me lately, Teagues, with um, the lack of sleep, with Georgia teething. Mm. She's going through that massive developmental stage of like eight to 10 months where, yeah, I'm getting very minimal sleep. And I got so stuck in that rut of, oh, poor me. Like I've got a teething baby. I'm so exhausted, blah, blah, blah. When instead, like now I'm just changing the conversation in my head. I'm just saying, I will get up tomorrow and I will feel great. I will get up. I'm going to have a coffee and I'm going to go for a walk with Georgia. Like, And I actually wake up with that really clear intention of what I'm going to do instead of, you know, I can't, I'm so tired Mm. or, oh, I shouldn't do that. Like, you know, I'm putting too much on my plate. It's just always about what I am going to do. What's your take on it though? It's interesting you say that because I've just reframed this whole episode in my mind. When we say words, we don't mean – we're not talking about speaking words out. We're talking about the 
the actual words that you can then use as thoughts as well, right? Yeah. I so think like both. you can say in your head, I can't or I quit or she doesn't or he won't. Yeah. Like it, it's the actual language that we're using in our head and, and speaking out loud. out loud. Absolutely. I love when we take the episode in a way that I didn't even know we were going. <laughs> um, one that I'm actually using at the moment um, and I had to – take it from a present tense to a now tense, which is something I'm just starting to do better at, is every day I choose to lovingly let go of other people's problems. Mads, I feel like the biggest hindrance to my success is taking on my loved ones and my friends' problems. Yes. So I was kind of saying when I first started sort of using affirmations, I'm not taking on his problem or... I will not take on his problems anymore and I've now had to start saying every day I choose, as in I now choose, in this moment I am choosing to lovingly let go of other people's problems. So that's something that I've had to work on is getting the right tense and it was all a bit confusing for me but it's now starting to sink in that if we wake up and we say it, it's happening now then it kind of is happening totally. now. Totally. And I think that's where affirmations do become so powerful. I know a lot of people are like, oh, how do I use them? I feel a little bit weird. Like I've even spoken to one of my best friends about it and she's like, well, like what do I do? How do I become an affirmation? Like get an affirmation. And, you know, you can do simple things like Google and see what attracts you. But I found it most powerful for me in the things where I had those negative stories or those negative thought patterns about something. So mm. for me, it was very much, and I know I've spoken about this in episodes before, but like, you know, I wasn't overly academic at school. So I always had this story that like I was dumb, that I couldn't do certain things because I wasn't smart enough. So Mm. a huge affirmation for me, especially going into doing my own business and having the confidence was like, I am smart. You are smarter than you know. You are smarter than you know. Like I would just reinforce that. Like you were stronger than you believe, you know, that strength of being able to go through a situation or be faced with something, you know, you're so much, you have so much more strength than you actually do. So they were things for me that just like kept popping up. It was that negative story that I kept telling myself over and over again that I wasn't smart enough. Mm. And so I literally just day in, day out would tell myself that, you know, you're so much smarter than you know. You're so much smarter than you know. If you got an email back or a good little win, I'd be like, see, you are so much smarter than you know. Like, and really celebrate. Celebrating it in yourself. You've already got. We speak about this a lot. Um, I think we could talk about this for days, but I really want to touch on, which is interesting because I have no kids, the conscious (laughs) parenting side of things. Um, I am the most maternal human in the world. You would have seen if you follow me on Instagram. Um, I basically live vicariously through Maddie and her baby. I pretend it's mine. Um, I'm really interested in conscious parenting. She's blonde and blue eyes, so Tegan could totally get away. She looks like my baby. I'm like, are you sure this isn't my baby? I know it's not because that's weird, but um, I just want one. Like I'm so maternal. I feel like... My whole soul is like, have a baby, but my head's like, you got to get some stuff in line first, which is exactly what you said you were thinking when you had it. So that's even scarier. Like you need to get away from it and stop telling me that. (laughs) Anyway, my point is conscious parenting. It's something I'm interested in. I think it's something that you need to start looking at well before you have, you know, I'm not telling you you need to, but if it's something you're interested in, absolutely start looking at it like a few years out, right? Like there's so much to learn. And you inspire me with the way that you use words 
around you and you have conversations with Ryan around how you're going to use words to inspire and make G feel like she's enough without her having to earn it. Absolutely. And look, I've been reading the book, The Conscious Parent, which talks about this in a lot of depth. So if you're interested in it, I'd highly recommend that book. But yeah, it was something for me that I think having, especially having a girl as, you know, our first child, I was really conscious of, you know, we live right now in such a social media dominant world. I just, I cannot even begin to imagine what the world's going to be like Mm. when she's 16, 17, 18. And, you know, I was very lucky to grow up in quite a naive childhood of like, we didn't have social media. Mm. Like I lived at the coast. I didn't know what was Which cool. Which is why we're struggling to kind of know how to parent, right? Because we totally. didn't go through it. So Absolutely. this is all like pick up a book and learn kind of stuff. Totally. And it's funny since having Georgia, I've just had this huge, huge urge to grow and to develop myself. And the, I think the reason why is because I'm actually realizing that she's here to be my biggest teacher. Mm. I'm not here to be hers. Mm. And that's what this book talks about. And it's funny because a lot of mums will often message me and be like, oh, do you have sleep schedules or do you have any guides and blah, blah, blah. And no, I don't follow any of that stuff because like one, I believe so much that my intuition, my internal instincts know her, know what to do best. But also I don't believe that we are here to sleep train our kids or to have them good eaters or good you know, at the things we wanted in life, we're actually here to just like nurture and love them unconditionally to be the human that they are destined to be. And so a huge part of that for Ryan and I now is words. And we are like, this is all new to us. So we're just like learning and having the conversation ourselves. But it's definitely not common in our parents' generation. I don't no, think, I don't want to say that because you might have been an absolute machine at it. But I can sort of tell by looking at my parents' My friends' parents and my parents, like, yeah, they didn't think about saying don't or shouldn't or can't. Did no, they? Like, and I guess they're like, you know, you parent how you've been parented in a way. So I feel like we, our generation is like becoming so conscious mm. as a collective right now that, you know, it's why we are so all eager to listen to podcasts like this and to read self development and self help books because we're coming more consciously aware of the way that we operate and live as human beings. Um, So, yeah, a huge thing for us at the moment is really the power of our words that we use to Georgia. And, you know, there was words straight away that we just were like, okay, we can no longer say things like, you know, Ryan very endearingly would call me like fatso sometimes when I'd get my ice cream every night. (laughs) Like, come on. like, I didn't care less about that whether now I'm like, those words are banned. I'm like, it's vegan magnum. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm eating my sugar-free ice cream on the couch. What do you mean? God, God. Even though I eat a tub a night. Um, but so, you know, there's certain words that we've, I guess, banned from our household, but there's also words that we're – or ways that we're trying to make her – always feel like our love is unconditional. It's Mm. not something that she ever has to work for. It's always there for her in abundance. And she, that is the one thing she can always rely on. And I think that comes down to like never putting boundaries around it or never saying to her, I don't know, things like, oh, I'll buy you a toy, even though she's too young at the moment. But I still do this stuff now at nine months. Mm. Like I'd never say, if you're good for me today, I'll buy you a toy. Or, you know, instead the other day I took her to Big W um, to get a little walker and we're walking in. I was like, baby girl, we're going to go and buy some toys because you're just, you bring so much joy to my life. And I just, you know, we're just so grateful to have you. Mm. So it's almost like 
reinforcing those things that like just for them being they have our love and our attention and everything that they need anyway I'm just learning this is all new to me but (laughs) I have a question around that because I feel like as a prospective parent uh, (laughs) no I feel like a question for mothers that are new to this may be okay but how do you get her to do things when you're really stressed out and she's crying and she's whinging and she won't settle down? What do you do if you don't use things as a bartering mm. tool? I think it's more about being aware in that moment that like I'm no so new, perfect. she's nine months, like, but this is my take on it. Is yeah. that like just being aware that in that moment, like they are reacting that way for a reason. Mm. Like they're learning, they've got so much going on in their little bodies. Like they're just learning how to develop these emotions and how to express them. They they don't know when the right time is when you're in a social situation or whatever. So I think almost trying to get back down to their level Mm. and trying to understand like, you know, darling, I know you're really upset right now. Like I'm here when you need me or mum's here Mm. for a hug, you know, just – being kind and compassionate to what they're actually going through Mm. instead of I think you know sometimes we like and I know I was doing this at the start because I was just so frustrated and I had so many other things that I needed to do because you you were still in self mode totally you're in self mode you've been on your own for 29 30 years like yeah you have to adapt totally so I think you know switching out of that mindset of like well it's not just about me or what I need to achieve I need to be aware of what she's actually feeling and Mm. going through right now so because I'm like look I'm guilty of like babysitting my partner's niece and going, I can't work you out right now. I'm just going to put wiggles on. And it's like, it's not really helping, you know, she's probably trying to tell me something and I'm not her mother. So it's a little bit harder for me, but yeah, that's an interesting one. We can go into that a little bit deeper another episode. Yeah. I love all that stuff. And yeah, if you have any tips on that, mamas, please hit me up. I love hearing just different things that people say to their kids and different ways that they go about parenting. I think it's just such a new area for me and I'm really loving learning more in that space. I've got a lot to do, a lot of learning to do. So, And if you like me and don't have a baby yet, but are also obsessed with having a baby, then you can learn. You can come (laughs) along the ride with us. You'll be an absolute (laughs) pro by the time you have kid takes. (laughs) To finish this episode off, guys, I want you to wake up tomorrow morning and I want you to ask yourself one question. What words are you speaking today? Love it. So good. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on the podcast app. If you'd like to suggest a topic, we'd love to hear from you via Instagram at The Healthy Hustlers or via the website, thehealthyhustlers.com. If you'd like to stay up to date with all things hustle, please follow at tegan.martin and at the healthy hustlers on Instagram. See you all next week.